with DP, a weekly podcast talking about high school and college sports right here in Central Illinois. I'll discuss what I saw in the past week, what's coming up on Channel 1450, and what we're looking forward to. Episode 52, this is it. We made it. Okay, I made it. You guys hopefully tagged along. I did 52 episodes for an entire year of podcast after Newhoff Media told us all we should start a podcast. So I did it, and I appreciate all of you listening. Thanks to Northwestern Mutual for jumping on and being a sponsor. They are a major reason why I kept doing this, and I hope that you let them know that I appreciate their support. Northwestern Mutual here in Springfield, a big part of why we do what we do. Let's talk about what's going on with Channel 1450. We're preparing for the award show on June 30th, next Thursday, and we are virtually sold out. We don't have many spots left. And I'm not just saying that to get you to buy tickets. We legit don't have any seats left. I should say we are working on the awards, but it's mainly Leanna Churchill. I've got to give her all the credit. She's crushing it. So give her all the props for the award show. We can't wait to show you what we're working on next Thursday at the award show, June 30th at the fairgrounds. As far as content this week, we don't have much going on as we prepare all the videos for the award show. I also have a daughter turning three this week, so I have a party on Saturday for her and I have her actual birthday next Wednesday, hoping to go to the zoo or Knights Action Park. Either way, Wednesday, that's booked. So what are we going to talk about this week? Well, I've got Jared Phillips on to talk about Channel 1450. I started episode one of this season 52 episodes ago with Zach Kirker, the GOAT, the creator of Channel 1450, and now I've got Jared for episode 52, the final episode of year one on the podcast to talk about his time with 1450 and what he loved, what he hated, and what he misses about high school sports in Central Illinois, and he breaks a little news about his career as well. Here is Jared Phillips. Episode 52 of the podcast, I thought it was only fitting to wrap up the full year by starting with Kirker in episode one and ending with Jared Phillips in episode 52. Thanks for coming on, man. It's good to see you. Good to talk to you. How are things going? I'm glad that uh, you started with Kirker and then and the bar could really only go lower <laughs> and you, you kind of got to the bottom rung with me. But no, I'm man. Sure. It's only gone up. It's only gone up. <laughs> I appreciate you having me on. Uh, I've been checking out the download a little bit. It, it's cool. It's, it's exciting. I know that we've done a few different podcasts over the years with Channel 1450, but it's cool to just kind of have that long-form chance to get to talk to you know a lot of different people in that Springfield sports environment, uh, just kind of you know in a more laid-back style. I, I love it. Yeah, because like you know, I mean, there's so many stories to tell around here. So many people have so much knowledge that it's like, you know, a, a two-minute clip doesn't do it justice, and sometimes the 10-minute, 11-minute um, website max doesn't do it justice. So to, to be able to just sit down and, and let people talk is has been a lot of fun this last year. Yeah, there's a number of people I can think of who I would listen to or I chat with for an hour, you know, if it came down to it. The, you know, uh, there's a lot of people in the Springfield area, I'm sure, that could to, could really eat up some time uh, with some good stories, I'm sure. Uh, but I'd love to share, uh, you know, of course, some of the ones we've had over the years, either, you know, uh, on-site shooting stuff or maybe some behind-the-scenes stuff. You know, I'm really ready to uh, divulge all. Uh-oh, you're just going to spill all my secrets, right? That's okay. Yeah, that's exactly what's happening. <laughs> no, let's uh, let's catch people up first because uh, um, it kind of ended abruptly, unfortunately, with you. Um, 
the the COVID situation ruined so many people's lives for for better or worse or whatever it is. So um, I, I guess we can just go back to that March 2020. Um, things hit the fan, and we had to make those tough decisions uh, that I didn't want to make. I didn't make that decision, but it was is unfortunate. So um, it kind of just ended abruptly. There wasn't really a goodbye. So. You know, what What was that like as you remember now looking back two years ago and kind of, I mean, obviously things happen for a reason. It was a blessing in disguise, but um, just walk me through that as we go back to two years ago. Absolutely. Well, look, I, you know, and uh, I, I hope everybody back there knows there was never any hard feelings. I mean, we had a once in a lifetime pandemic hit and when sports stopped, what was the expectation, oh, we'll just keep doing <laughs> Sports content for what? <laughs> Nothing was happening. So I kind of saw the writing on the wall, and, and it was, you know, when you have a small media company like Newhoff Media, I mean, they can't really keep sports reporters on the payroll when you realize you're not going to have sports for a few months. And to me, like you mentioned, it was kind of a blessing in disguise. I, of course, you know, got laid off, but the opportunity was there to, for me to finally kind of move on. I, you know, and I'm sure a lot of people realized I wasn't going to be in Springfield forever, but it was such a great opportunity to get my career started. And I learned so much from you guys that I was kind of looking to be moving on around that time anyway. And it kind of, you know, I kind of got the kick in the butt I needed a little bit. Uh, but like I said, I, I'm really thankful because all that happened to me was I got laid off from a job. I, I had the opportunity to move in with my girlfriend for a few months and we got to live together, which we had not previously done and still haven't had the chance to since so i mean to be honest like that was definitely a major silver lining and ultimately i, I learned a lot from that experience uh just kind of realizing how quickly things can change not only in this industry but in life and in the grand scheme of things man like i said i just got laid off from a job i mean the people have lost lives uh through this and you know I, i'm thankful and lucky that not only has that not happened to me, but really no one very close to me has been lost due to the pandemic. So, like I said, I got lucky, man. Yeah. So, kind of fill people in. You went and moved up to Madison with uh, with Marilyn, finishing her, which she just finished up. So, congrats to her. I, I doubt she listens, but if she does, hey, uh, shout I'm out sure to Marilyn. If, if I'm on here, I mean, maybe she'll give it a little bit of a listen. She is quite busy at the moment. Uh, yeah, she did just graduate med school. Uh, she actually just started this week her... Uh, residency. Uh, so she's out in Staten Island for a year, uh, in a preliminary year doing internal medicine, and then she'll do three years of anesthesiology at University of Maryland in Baltimore. Wow, So she's back awesome. on the East Coast. Uh, we did spend, spend basically the past two years about 12 hours apart. Uh, a few months after uh, I had left uh, Springfield, I moved up to Madison. I was looking for jobs pretty constantly on the hunt and I honestly just got pretty lucky a, a sports reporter position opened up with a TV station up here in Albany, New York and I just jumped at the opportunity and for the past two years I've been there and really frankly I've had a pretty wonderful time I'm much closer to home uh, it's a great opportunity to not only get back on TV which you know me I love being in front of the camera but it was just getting like live reps like that again was great being in a new area to kind of tell those local stories was a lot of fun and uh, I met some great people here made some good friends uh, both in and outside of the industry which has been a lot of fun if we go back to you know four or five years ago from right now would you say that was kind of maybe your your plan to 
to figure out what this was and, and learn from here, but also eventually get into TV and kind of learn that side of things as well. Cause that's kind of what Chase did. Um, and you know, like you said, you've always wanted to be in front of the camera. That's, there's no question about that. So to learn what you did here, was that kind of part of the plan was to get into TV after that? To be honest, my plan originally was to get into TV and, and this opportunity came forth a few months into, you know, kind of the job search post-grad and this really opened my eyes up to like how different things can be in a storytelling atmosphere of sports. Like I really just thought, oh, it's like very linear. It's, you know, local TV sports. You get this much time. You got to fill this. And, and you guys really kind of flipped the game on its head in, in many ways. And I really thank, uh, you know, obviously I thank Chase for, you know, putting me in position. Uh, but I thank Kirker. I thank you and, and Justin and everybody along the way. Uh, Liana, like you guys have all really been able to show me a different way of doing things, and I think I've been able to bring that to my my new job here. I can't call it new; I've been here for about two years, but my current job here, and it's allowed me really the opportunity to kind of realize, like, hey, man, like you can think outside the box. You don't have to go by the numbers, uh, you know, all the time, and it's given me an opportunity to kind of branch out creatively. So, while I wanted that. Um, Oh, I like that, you know, live environment. I like being, you know, like cameras on, recording on. Uh, getting to do some fun live stuff has been really cool, but it it's kind of just a touch and go for me in terms of just like, I'll take the next opportunity as it comes. I wasn't always dead, you know, I always came, I came into it, into the business thinking TV, but, you know, like I said, you guys kind of opened my eyes up to, there's a, lot, there's a couple, you know, a couple of different ways to do this thing. Did that creative process of what you learned here, um, did it hinder anything when you go into the traditional role and, you know, your news director says, or your sports director says, what are you doing? Like, that's not the way we do things. You can't do it that way. I think I had such a baseline of like how traditional TV stuff worked through four years of school that if anything, I just felt like when I came back into TV, I could still do the like traditional television sports package that's yeah. like a minute 30 seconds and that and I, I do those all the time uh but i feel like i've found a different way of kind of like attacking them to make them look interesting to make them sound interesting and just to kind of give it a little bit of a different perspective or angle and that to me has kind of added that like oh it's still the tv format but it's got a different kind of flair creative uh you know ingenuity to it if you will uh i i hope i don't, I don't know if the viewers feel that way about the story <laughs> together but um, you mentioned it, but when you when you take the job with Albany and now you move farther away from Maryland, who moved closer to you when she went to school, um, how tough was that? Because, I mean, there was opportunities here when, you know, if we have a free Saturday, you're like, hey, I'm peacing out on Friday. I'll be back Sunday. You know, um, you had that opportunity a little bit here when, when, I, when we could allow it. But how tough was that to kind of go back to, oh, crap, she's very far away again? Uh, you're asking how tough was it to be? 12 hours away from your girlfriend yeah uh, sure yeah, stunk man uh, <laughs> we yeah for the better part of two years now that was the case and when i left her for in madison in the in early july to move out to here i drove out to albany and i didn't see her from like july 7th until new year or christmas eve wow. so i went about like five and a half months and that was the longest we had gone ever and that was tough man a lot of a lot of a lot of facetimes a lot of phone calls uh a 
lot of Snapchatting, uh, a lot of sending each other funny tweets on Twitter. Like you just, it, it was definitely a challenge personally. Uh, and, and it was offset a little bit by being a drive away from home yeah. rather than a flight away from home. Cause I know in the past, like when I, you know, I know you guys kind of bust my balls about it a little bit, but like when I went home, I'd be like, Hey, I'm going for like 10 days. Yeah. Gotta of, go. Yeah. I need to fit every, like my trips home from Springfield would be like, okay, like I'm going to hit the beach for two days. I'm going to see my friends at home for two days. And then I'm going to like Los Angeles to see some other friends for like three days. And it would, it would be like the most jam packed 10 days I could possibly fit in because that was just how I had to do it. Cause I wasn't around anybody. Whereas here, you know, I can be like, Oh, I can just sneak home on a weekend. You know, it's just four hours away. Uh, good bit of driving, but I was honestly used to it driving back and forth up to Madison all the time. So when you originally come out here to little Springfield, Illinois, um, you know what? What was the reaction? What did you kind of? What do you remember from that first week of like, dude? What am I even doing? <laughs> I, to be honest, I, I I don't know if I ever told you guys about this, but I mean, when I, f- I had finally drove driven out there and and met you guys and kind of learned the ropes, and, and you know, I remember one of the first days. Uh, there was definitely a challenge. I mean, I wasn't so scared about like the personal prospect of like moving on my own and. Um, kind of starting everything anew like I always kind of get excited at that uh you know you you tend to miss people eventually but like the new experience and the new opportunity is is something I I really jump on and and get excited about but it was honestly to be to be honest the actual like workload was something I wasn't quite ready for um I just thought about like the first like highlight I did for you guys was just like a volleyball highlight and I remember like not being able to like get through the full like recording of the highlight i'm sitting there like trying to do it trying to do it i'm up in like one of the sound booths you know you're in right now yeah and i find myself like not being able to get through it and i'm thinking in my head like man what are you doing like you don't belong here you can't do this and well i just moved out here and i just <laughs> took a job i didn't really have a choice man so i had to basically just buckle down and, and just keep plugging away and thankfully you guys were patient and to be honest, like I feel like I showed a tremendous amount of growth over yeah. the two years uh, professionally in terms of just like how I sounded, how I looked on air, everything like that. And, uh, you know, it was really all testament to you guys. I feel like you guys kind of, um, you know, allowed me to grow a great deal. And I really kind of found my voice doing so many highlights. I mean, there, you know, there'd be days where you do like six highlights in a day and by the end of it, you're like, man, I, I kind of do this in my sleep. And that and Collinsville I, basketball tournament's a real fun one, huh? Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, by like the eighth highlight of the day, when I'm there, you know, put hold me up in some hotel room because I get done at one a.m. and I got to be back there at eight a.m. Uh, there's no point driving back, but I do, you know, eight highlights of basketball in the meantime. Uh, you know that 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 ultimately though, like that that allowed me to, I think, find uh, a stronger broadcast voice. And I felt like when I came to Albany, I was still kind of in the midst of finding it, especially like kind of fine-tuning it for TV. Yeah, and you still always are. You know, you're always trying to get better. Uh, you're always trying to do things differently uh, in, in a more crisp manner. But still, man, I, the foundation was, I guess, laid in school. And I, and I think I just grew tremendously uh, in the two years here. Uh, but yeah, one of the I remember just like, that was like kind of a, almost like a, a smack in the face moment where I'm there for the first, you know, 
the first week I'm there in Springfield, I try to do a highlight, and I like, can't get through it. <laughs> and I'm like, man, like, are you sure you're cut out for this? Like that, and you know, I still might not be. You know, it's still, you know, a lot, a lot to be told still. But uh, that that was definitely a big moment for me uh, that I kind of had to had to move past and, and overcome a little bit. Do you remember a point with us at Channel fourteen fifty that you that you kind of you know felt into that comfort zone of okay I, I know what I'm doing and now I can kind of be a little bit more creative. Do you remember a moment or a time or a game or a piece that you did that kind of spotlights that? I don't know if I can pinpoint a specific game or story maybe, but I just remember when I mean there's a ton of stories I really really liked. And I, I still feel like I show people from time to time, but uh, there was a. I just remember what, what Kirker had told me when I had gotten here, and he said the first year is you're just getting a lay of the land. You're meeting people, you're getting to know people, you're getting your bearings, getting your feet wet. And he's like, year two is when you can kind of flip the switch, and you're like, all right, I know everybody now. I get it. You know, I have the gist of the area. Then you can kind of expand yourself creatively and kind of really dig in. And I felt that a great deal in year two, and as you know, year two was honestly uh, a totally different year because it, year one for us was Kirker and you and me. Uh, year two was Kirker had moved on, and uh, then you and I kind of took things over. We brought Justin in, and from there it was a great opportunity for me to kind of take on more responsibility, take on a bigger role. And I felt like it showed in the work I had done. I felt like I had kind of taken like a little bit of a leap in year two where I was like, I'm comfortable with all this, what we do, I'm comfortable with who we're talking to, and I was able to kind of have, really have some more fun with it, and that was always the thing, was like if we could just have fun with it, if we make people feel like we're having fun, then they're gonna have fun too, and almost there was almost maybe too much goofing off especially between Justin and I, but you know at the end of the day, you know, we got the job done it was just, uh, you know, had had some fun in the meantime. No, I think it's safe to say that, because like like you mentioned, when Kirker steps away, I I was absolutely terrified. I, I, I didn't feel like I was ready for that, you know, that responsibility or even understood what all that responsibility was. And so to have you, like you said, going into your second year where I knew I could trust you and say, Jared, I need you to go do this, this, and this this week. Make sure it's done. And there was never any doubt. And it was kind of the same thing with Justin. I knew you guys would always show up to handle your work. And, and that gave me the peace of mind to be able to figure out, you know, the – the other side of things. Um, but I think we also saw that, you know, especially like after football season when Justin was getting more comfortable, like our numbers were never better from December 19 going into March of 2020. Like we were absolutely crushing it um, because we not only were we covering everything quantity-wise but quality-wise, you could definitely tell that it was there. And that's a reflection of, you know, like you said, you being comfortable and you being able to be creative a little bit. Yeah, I, I, uh, it's funny because I just, I, I think it's become like almost a little cliche, and I feel like you know, it, it's like, it's kind of like an, like a spoof on like Instagram or something like that. But like, you know, you talk about the hustle and like the grind, like you don't want to run from the grind. You know, uh, we grind it. Like <laughs> I think, especially in, in year, like I was, I was in Springfield for about two and a half years, and like when we got the threshold of like year two, and then it was kind of the three of us. And we were super comfortable, and we knew exactly what we needed to be doing at all times. I feel like we really, really grinded there, and like you said, it, it kind of showed out in the numbers. Uh, I do want to go back and mention, though, man. I know that for you, you were scared, and you were a little bit nerve, like you know, kind of it was nerve wracking for you to oh, take yeah. over for 
Kirker. I mean, kind of a Springfield sports legend. Like you can't deny that. He's and, he's definitely uh, in the Mount Rushmore. I don't. I think at this point, there's oh, no question. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he and Bose were the goats, of course. So, yeah. it, but but honestly, um, for you, I, I felt like you might have been internally a little nervous, but I thought you handled it incredibly well. And I thought now you look at it and you, you're one of those staples. Like people have, you know, I, I mean, people talk at length uh, just about the, the work ethic you put in. I mean, I've never seen anybody in my life work harder than you. I, I'm, I'm saying that earnestly. I would turn around and be like, are you okay? Like you do have a wife and a child. Like you have things like you have responsibilities, man. Like, but nobody, nobody I've ever seen really grinds just, I mean, as hard, uh, and puts, puts their name to the work as much as you do. And I, I always saw that. And I was like, I'll try and get there. I'll try my best. I don't know if I can meet that, but I'll like, I'll, I'll, I'll feel good about the work and, and the, and the effort I put in knowing that I can almost meet what Derek Paris does because, my goodness, man, seriously. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. That means a lot. Um, I, and I think just to kind of top off that conversation, you know, maybe I did or we did schedule, you know, me, you, and Justin going to a game every single night as like a – I was scared to death that we weren't going to meet the numbers that Kirker had set, like the standard that Kirker had set of, you know, we have to hit these numbers, we have to do this stuff. And now that we've kind of switched the format and we have a premium side and we have different things, um, I think it's a little bit of a different conversation in terms of how we sell Channel 1450. But um, I definitely put that on you and Justin. Like I said, you guys never told me no. You never said, dude, we have to stop. Like, this is too much. And so, like, yeah, I pro- we probably did go to too many things and schedule too many things. Um, but at the same time, the numbers reflected it. It it, we got through it, and like you said, it probably sucked a lot, but uh, I definitely appreciate you and Justin, just like you said. just I know it's cliche, but grinding, man, it's, it's how it was. Yeah, I feel that. I mean, I don't know if I've ever, in terms of like pure work output, uh, I mean, you know, I, tough to say I wasn't, uh, you know, we weren't getting paid hourly, but I can't imagine what those numbers would have looked like had they. Had we wouldn't them. be working anymore if we were getting paid hourly, dude. Yeah, uh, but I'll tell you what. Uh, I, I I definitely felt that to to an extent. Like it, it wore on us a little bit at times, for sure. But the reward was just knowing that we dominated the area, knowing that everybody came to us, and and we built such a name, such a reputation. I granted, Justin, I probably piggybacked off a good amount, good amount of goodwill that you guys have built. But like our hope and our goal was just like, hey, we're just going to continue that. Everybody that knows us and meets us is going to realize like, oh, these are just two more guys in a long pipeline of people that just just work like hell really yeah okay i want to go back to um you kind of transitioning like you said from learning all about tv to coming here and then going back to tv and i think a good way to bring that up is three years ago today or three years ago this month you got the chance to go to omaha to cover reed detmers um because my wife was nine months pregnant and she was not gonna let me go which i'm glad i didn't don't get me wrong but um what what was that kind of opportunity like knowing i mean that was kind of a taste of getting back to the tv like like you kind of probably wanted to and more of a traditional format where you kind of do have to do some stand-up stuff and and stand in front of the camera that truly was i mean i would say when it came to like you know for lack of a better term calling it the big time i mean that was like one of the biggest events i've still covered in my career uh that was that was a blast I, i had a lot of fun out there and that type of environment 
where you know you basically get sent out on your own and you're like hey you have a quota to meet with content and you got to come back and you know or you got to go there be ready to do you know be at certain places at certain times travel out there on your own um meet with people you know enterprise certain ideas and stories for things do everything you can uh it's just it was really really uh, a great experience uh for me personally and professionally I, I just it was cool getting out to omaha i don't know when i'd ever been able to get out there or if i'll ever be able to get out there again and just getting that opportunity uh i was just so thankful to be afforded that with you guys because with us it was just like high school stuff all the time you know high school high school high school and in reality like for me to kind of take that next step i felt like i needed to get some like big high level events under my belt and i think of like when i put together my reel for my next job like the first stand up on my reel is me in omaha because it's like that's him in a big time environment you know on camera and everything like that so frankly uh it was a real blessing to be afforded the opportunity to do that and those trips allowed me to kind of like still get in that groove and be aware of like what it takes to do that all on your own uh here with this job now because i did that there i went this march and i was out at the mac tournament uh for college hoops in atlantic city and i did a weekend there where i had to i wasn't uh, it was just me, so I wasn't able to go live with live gear and everything like that. But I was still—it was still the same thing where I was putting together stories, sending back highlights of the games, uh, you know, doing this and doing that, and um, you know, it was all uh, in that same kind of mold and that same idea of like, hey, you got to go out, go on location, you know, do a trip, and, and all of that. So for me, like both those experiences uh, allowed me to kind of get that experience and uh that to me is the that's like the most fun stuff to be honest is like going out on location you know being uh giving yourself a presence you know uh at a big event i mean that's that's the best that's the best stuff really yeah because i think kirker and i learned that from chase when he was here was you know we knew he didn't want to stay here and there's no question about that like we knew you weren't from here so you wanted to move on and do something bigger you know and our bread and butter like you said is high school sports that's where everyone comes for but um when chase was afforded the opportunity to go cover ryan held at nationals like that was perfect to be able to send him make that trip and go do that like now looking back, it's like, oh, he he went down to the Highland Shootout and got highlights of Jason Tatum, who just played in the NBA freaking finals. Like, he got those opportunities. So it was always like keep an eye out to be able to have an opportunity to send Jared to something like that. Because, like you said, um, high school sports are what they are. But the opportunity to cover Reed Detmers, who just threw a no hitter for the Angels, is something that you'll always be able to say you did. And that's funny because I feel like I do a good amount of like name dropping in my current job <laughs> probably get sick of it, but I not only th- those bigger opportunities are awesome but you guys really instilled in me just like a true passion and love for local sports high school sports that I didn't have like when I was in high school and was an average to below average high school athlete you know I mean I never really experienced like those big time environments those big time games myself so like getting the chance to cover them and see like I just think of Leonard Bull when, when you know, uh, when Coach Leonard got the chance to break the record and we have TV crews there, the Bears were there. It's like the biggest high school game you could ever freaking imagine. And like, so, you know, 
the the Omaha stuff is great, but just those, just you the big time like huge environments they created uh, in Springfield just around how much people love tricycle sports was still monumental for me. I still think about you know I watched the NCAA tournament this year and we get to see Terry on Burdicks in the first round. Uh, you know I see EJ Liddell playing and I'm like I watched that kid play. You know I covered him multiple times, like interviewed him. Uh, it's just really cool to see those like high level guys like Reed Detmers, like all those guys just excelling at the next level. And you're like, hey, man, I saw it where it all started. So so there's like the give and take of, you know, you want the big events, you're hungry for those primetime things. But also like there's so much great opportunity at the local level too that I never quite understood until I got here and you guys showed me. I mean, Leonard Bowles alone are just, <laughs> they're like the Super Bowl. It's, it's well, now we, we only have one left probably, so it's kind of sad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you mentioned the NCAA tournament, so I gotta say, make sure you give a shout out to the Jayhawks for winning, right? Uh, I'll tell you what, uh, <laughs> I had some money on the Jayhawks, so I'll tell you what, I won like I multiple brackets because of that. So uh, I think I won my work bracket because I had the Jayhawks. Nice, yeah, right. nice. <laughs> no, but uh, I do kind of want to get into the, some of the memories that we've had, um, and that kind of leads right into it because Kansas wins the na- the national title this year. Um, you had the unfortunate situation of having to watch your Eagles win the Super Bowl in my living room when nobody around here gave two craps about the Eagles. And so I just remember like being so sad for you that you didn't get to be like around your family and friends for that. And I was like, no, dude, I'm not going out with you. Like I'm going to bed. Like th- that was awesome, but I don't really care. Like, <laughs> No, man, that, that was a good time. Uh, it was for the best because I will – you saw me when they won the conference championship, uh, the NFC, and you saw how rowdy I got. So I think that, <laughs> that was a fun night. That was a fun yeah. night. Yeah, that was like that was. I hit my quota for like you know, you know, really partying. Dude, up. what were those shots that you were buying that night? Uh, oh my god, they had um, they were Tide Pods shots. Tide Pods, that was yeah, that crazy yeah. thing where the kids were <laughs> eating Tide Pods or something. I yeah. Don't think of you bought like, you bought quite a few of those that night. Orange yeah. and blue and white shots—they oh, they were ridiculous. Good old Boone Saloon. Yeah, but, you bought um, quite a few of those. That was awesome. Yeah. No, I. I but you know the Eagles thing—it's uh, funny because some of the biggest Philadelphia sports memories that I can think of in recent memory were happened like um, in Springfield. I mean, I think of the you know the Kawhi Leonard shot I was actually sitting in that same bar boot saloon yeah. and I'm by myself there's like four people in the bar I'm by myself like pretty silently watching the game until everyone kind of realizes in the moment what's happening yeah. and I like almost fall out of my chair like laying on the ground because of that shot it was one of the most insane shots I've ever seen yeah. ever um, just slow motion just a little slow motion just yeah. came up and just patted me on the shoulder like that's tough man yeah. and I'm just yeah. like yeah, what can you do? <laughs> That's absurd. Uh, by the way, shout out. How about Keyshawn Singleton with basically almost the same shot to win a state title? That right, where it just stays crazy, on the rim man. forever? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine that the suspense there. But, yeah, yeah. so, you know, uh, but it is what it is, man. You are where you are. Um, to be honest, I feel like I've I've had some uh, good chances to, to get back and, and see – well, I went out to Vegas for the Eagles game when they played the Raiders. Uh, they got spanked, um, but couldn't let that get me down. I went for out for my birthday with a big crew, and that was a lot of fun. And then uh, I was actually back for that Sixers game where they blew like a 26-point lead against the Hawks. Yeah. The game where Ben Simmons passed up the wide-open <laughs> dunk. Um, 
So. Oh yeah, we can talk about Ben yeah. Simmons if you want. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm good on that. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, Yeah, just what would you say, like you talked about Omaha a little bit, but what would you say is like one of those games or or weekends that you remember the most, like for good or bad reasons in terms of what you did here? You know, there's a bunch, I think, that kind of stick with, like there's just so many incredible games. Uh, One that I shot and really loved, and it it just, we just recently kind of passed it, was that Memorial Day, uh, Daniel Dennis's Grand Slam to go to state. I thought it was like, I mean, that was just freaking unbelievable. Um, I mean, geez, you can't write that any better, man. No. I mean, that, that was truly one of one of my favorite moments. Um, but they, you know, it happened across all sports. I mean, I got lucky with some truly incredible games. I thought uh, Springfield High beating SHG for the first time in 19 years. Yeah. Uh, when oh my gosh, that was. Just an unbelievable game. They were down. They came up with storm. Thank God you didn't turn the camera off when you thought he was going to call a timeout because he was supposed to call a timeout. Like, imagine if you would have just been like, "Okay, I'm going to stop recording right now." Like you did, you just kept it rolling. Like, thank God you did. Yeah, Yeah. I I couldn't believe. Well, I mean, hey, it worked. Uh, I I don't know. I would probably call a timeout there, but uh, you know, tough to tough to argue with the results, right? Uh, But there's yeah, there's a ton of games. I you know, some of the. uh, some great like games like I said uh, the game to send the girls to state for Williamsville was awesome uh, some incredible football games Williamsville and Moroa that ridiculous multi-overtime game that I remember sitting in the parking lot of Williamsville cutting a seven minute long highlight yeah. and that was a freaking marathon of a game and I remember coming back that night and you guys were like you're good like we got everything else <laughs> just go like, appreciate it yeah. it was like it was like an early night for a friday night because i was like oh okay i was like in great fairness like i put seven minutes of content on the website yeah you probably rolled in at like 1 30 at that point we're like yeah no you're good get out of here yeah and that's kind of like the to me uh an interesting juxtaposition of this uh that product compared to the tv product because on tv you know our 10 30 sports segment will be four and a half minutes we wouldn't have been able to fit that entire highlight in there. And, you know, some people could argue, well, seven minutes, freaking overkill for a high school football game. And I say, no, it's not. Now that's all the people that watched it. Yeah. Because some people truly uh, want to see every, uh, you know, inch of these big games. You got to tell and, the story. Yeah. I mean. Absolutely. And, and there's, you know, there, there's a couple of different ways to do it. Uh, I, you know, but to, in fairness, there is a there is a truth to uh, our attention spans are so low at this point that the television uh, environment of like you got to be quick hitting, you got to be in and out because people can't really pay attention for that long. Yeah, that's valid. It's still there. Oh yeah. No, I think that that's that's a good point and a good kind of argument or conversation is like, how often do you sit and watch a TV show or anything on TV where you don't look at your phone one or two minutes in? Or you start to scroll through Twitter or whatever. I mean, like you said, that, that attention span is certainly there. And it definitely reads in our in our video numbers when we get them back. And we're like, okay, how long are people watching? How long does it go? But we also have the reputation of telling the whole story no matter how long that takes. And so it is a fine line that you have to ride of, you know, I'm going to tell this story. But I also have to keep it as tight as possible. Because like you said, people are out. They don't care. They got better things to do. No doubt. Uh, and especially in today's media environment where you have Snapchat and Instagram and, and TikTok uh, 
God forbid, I, I haven't gotten on TikTok yet, but I don't know. I might, <laughs> might have to go over to the dark side there. But where, where things are just like fed to you so quickly and it's just such quick hitting videos and there's just like, you know, you only have someone's attention span for about 10 to 15 seconds. And uh, it, it's a testament to what you guys do that people do stay hooked on for as long as they do because it's just the community you've built here where people will just talk about uh, a football game where they want to see every second of it. And if they can't be there physically, they know, oh, I can see just about every big play that happened on Channel 1450, you know, Saturday morning. Or if they're a crazy person, they stay up late enough like us on a Friday night. So for, you know, like I said, there's, there's, a, there's definitely a give and take with it. And I understand it in a TV environment. And there's a, there's a, there's a value to keeping things very concise and very tight. But then you just have the, you know, you have the nuts that need to get every second of every, you know, ounce of content that they can out of certain things. And sometimes those are the people that uh, pay the bills. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, what When you came out here, obviously the East Coast is different and Temple's different than Springfield. And um, But I felt like, you know, you and I could kind of have a bit of a connection because, you know, the the brother aspect. You have three brothers. I have three brothers. And so we kind of had that kind of going for us in terms of our relationship. What what would you say is kind of like the, the hardest thing, like culture-wise, when you moved out here that you kind of had to get used to? Uh, I, number one, I do have to say that I think the funniest thing is not only do you have three brothers and I have three brothers, but you guys are all Ds and we're all Js, which yeah. for some reason our parents are the only <laughs> crazy people that decided to do that. It just makes things very confusing. Yeah. Uh, for, mostly for them, but... Uh, I will say, for me, the thing, I, I, you know, I thought we connected pretty well off of just, uh, you know, obviously our love for sports, uh, you know, we might not have rooted for the same teams or things like that, but we always had an interest in like a good sports story and, and got along greatly in that aspect. I mean, granted, yeah, me coming from, you know, the Philadelphia area, I definitely had a different way of life in the household I grew up in and the environment I grew up at or just kind of grew in at Temple moving to Springfield, Illinois was a little bit of a culture shock. It's, you know, it's a city, but it is for the most part still kind of, uh, all the outlying areas are, are rural towns. And so it was kind of a little bit of a slower pace than I was used to. Uh, but I found an opportunity and I found the ability to kind of find my niche in that. And, I, you know, I thought I appreciated Midwest living to a good extent, not only uh, in Springfield, but like the time I spent up in Madison as well. I mean, just people are so nice in the Midwest yeah. and, you know, they're they're welcoming. And, you know, I, I made some good friends out there and, and it gave me the opportunity to kind of see how things are done a little bit differently than like, you know, I love going back to Philly and go back to the city, but like it's fast paced. Everybody drives like a complete jerk and, uh, you know, you got to move it or lose it on just about every, whether you're walking on the sidewalk or, you know, I, I think there's a, there is a brotherly love element to Philly that you may not get in other cities. Uh, but there is also just a, it's a, you know, it's a more fast paced environment. People may not quite always be as friendly and as welcoming as you get in Springfield. So that was a change of pace, but it was, it was a good change of pace. I think. All right, let's get to it. What would you say is a story that, that you and maybe Marilyn talk about or you tell Marilyn of something you remember from a time that you and I spent together that we weren't working? What's what's one that kind of stands out? Oh, man. Are you sure you want me to go there? Sure. I don't care. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, man, I'll tell you what. We, I mean, we had a freaking blast 
at your wedding. I, I thought that was awesome. Uh, I was so appreciative. You know, I was still kind of new. Like, <laughs> yeah, we'll get the young guy to tag along. Uh, Chase came out for it. Uh, you know, we were working all day. Chase was even helping us. But yeah. the fact that, you know, uh, we got out there, we had the opportunity to, to celebrate uh, with you and Aaron, I thought it was fantastic. Um, I would venture, I guess you probably don't remember too much, uh, but, you know. <laughs> I had a good time. I'll just put it that yeah, way. Yeah. Uh, no, it, it was a good time. It was a good time, no doubt. Um, you know, there were, uh, man, I, you know, you're putting me on the spot here. I'm trying Sorry. to think. Uh, no, it's, it's, it's not your fault. We, we had some good times. Went out and saw, you took me to, I think, what might have been my first country concert. Yeah, probably. Uh, one of the first couple times I, I had, uh, the first couple like weeks I feel like I had been out uh, in Springfield. You took me out. That was a good time, though. Uh, you know, the music wasn't my cup of tea, but <laughs> hanging out and drinking beers and, you know, stuff, that that was cool. Yeah. Um, but, I you know, when it comes down to it, man, the best times were just getting done you know, some random Thursday night or, or something like that at, you know, 11 or something. And, and just having the time to just go grab a few at Spammy's. I mean, that was just truly, uh, yeah. always a one of a kind experience. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I hope, hope Spam's doing well. Uh, he is, you know, hope, he is. Hope, yeah. Hope, hope the spot's still kicking, but you know, to just go there and play a little shuffleboard, uh, talk about, God knows what, uh, you know, I'm sure there were just some, if you, to be the fly on the wall for some of those conversations <laughs> would be, would really be something. But I feel like it was funny because people would think like with all of the work that we do, we would like need a break. But in reality, like, I feel like we would get to Spammy's and crack open a couple PBRs and we would just talk about like either what was on the agenda or how crazy that game last week was or yeah. something like yeah. that. I mean, I just feel like we were constantly talking about uh, just we, we really immersed ourselves, which was was just really cool. It was mm-hmm. unique, and I felt like we just had this, you know, I mean, you guys built it, but, like, when I got there and got familiar, like, I had such a pulse on the local sports scene that, like, I would, fi- I would meet other people that would ask me about, like, a team or something, even just in passing, if they didn't even know what I did, yeah, they'd be like, oh, how about that, like, Williamsville football team, and I would be able to rattle off, like, a dozen different <laughs> stats about, you know, uh, you know, Connor McCormick's, like, unbelievable senior season or something ridiculous, and they would just be like, okay, like, this guy knows... Cool, man! <laughs> yeah, like, uh, but I, you know, that was just cool, and I, I thought it was, like, unique that we were able to kind of immerse ourselves in that, uh, and it, and it definitely bled out in, in just the, you know, the stuff we did personally, hanging out and drinking beers or doing whatever. Like you said, the, having me over for the Super Bowl and, you know, I'm basically silent the entire time because <laughs> I'm so freaking nervous. Uh, and then I just like cried at the end. And uh, yes, <laughs> you know. I still remember when uh, when Maryland came to town, I think, for the first time and you were like, you want to go get a drink or whatever. So I think we met at Freebird. And I just remember Kirk texting me and being like, Dude, send me a picture of her. I don't believe she's real. Like who? Like who is this person? And why is she with Jared or whatever? And so I like, I was like trying to sneak a picture of you two, but finally I was just like, Jared, I think you need to take a picture with Marilyn because she's here or whatever. And so I just took one and sent it to him, and he was like, Oh my gosh, what? What is she doing? <laughs> whatever. This is so funny. Uh, yeah, yeah. You guys were brutal. Man. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Like, I, I, I look back and I say like, oh, these guys showed me some tough love. I was like, I don't know. They were kind of just like we were definitely tough monsters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Making but you like, wear the making you wear the North Mac helmet was probably pretty mean. That was funny. Um, 
I had a buddy that uh, he he said something. He had a funny bit where um, I think because that was one of the first few weeks I got the job, yeah. and we were doing one of the podcasts. Uh, like it wasn't pounding pavement, but it was like it's just a power rankings podcast. Yeah, and I got a mascot wrong, and I put the helmet on and everything. And my buddy sent something to our group chat, and he was just like, he was like me. Hey Jared, like super awesome! Like you're getting your career started. Like that sounds like a really good opportunity. It's like Jared, and it's just a picture of me with this helmet on, but it's way too small. And I was, that's kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, but that was, uh, but that was funny, man. And, and you know, I oh no, I've shown multiple people that with almost zero context that me sliding through the mud. Yeah. Yeah, I know. We had to bring that one up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we had absolutely nothing for Big Nasty the one week, and Kirker just jokingly floated out on the show, like, "Yeah, maybe you should just like." you know, slide home in some, like, muddy uh, baseball park, and I'm just like, I don't really want to do that. And he's like, yeah, I feel like you should. And I was like, I don't really have a choice, do I? <laughs> but honestly, it was those things like that and stepping out of the comfort zone, and I'm like, that's crazy. I would never do that. And you guys kind of nudged me in the right direction, and then I did it, and I was like, that was hilarious and fun. I don't know if it was the right direction, but it was the direction that we went. So, it yeah. was certainly a choice, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I'll tell you what, like, that's funny, and I've come to realize... Uh, and one thing I should actually really thank you guys for is like you got me to the point where I realized like there's absolutely no reason to like take yourself too seriously especially in this business and I kind of do that now and I've done I did a number of things with you guys where I kind of goof off and like try and do something funny and whether it lands or not it's kind of (laughs) up to the viewer I guess but even here I have, like, done that to an extent with some of the things I've done in Albany. You know, I had, like, a goofy stand-up where I, like, interviewed, uh, like, the local minor league baseball mascot. Yeah, and, yeah. Like, he obviously can't talk, so he just, like, starts eating my head. Yeah. And, like, you know, like, <laughs> goofing off like that. Or I hilariously was asked to play in a, like, charity golf tournament yeah. as a local celebrity golfer. There you go. And it was my excuse to pick up golf, so I was obviously bad. Still very bad, but now I'm obsessed with the game. Yeah. And uh, I had basically brought a camera person out with me, and he just shot the first couple holes. And I just put cut together a montage of me just absolutely playing terrible golf <laughs> and, like, put some music under it and, like, made a joke of it of, like, you know, just having some fun. And I just feel like that ability to, like, really not take myself too seriously and being able to poke fun of myself was something that I always kind of had a little bit, but I feel like you guys brought it out to me, like, you know, it's not so serious out here. You know, have some fun. People want to see that. It's okay to do that. Yeah, for sure. Um, so we talked about what, what Maryland's doing for the next couple of years. What's what's on the slate for Jared? What are you hoping to do or where, where are you looking to go or what's what's up for you? Yeah, so I, I kind of held this off. I had some news to tell you. and I, If I people are still to... listening by now, I think they, they're very interested. So that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I had to break it on the podcast, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but I actually am uh, I'm wrapping up my time here in Albany. Uh, I'm actually, my last day is July 8th, okay. uh, so coming up at the end of my two-year contract. And I'm actually sticking uh, with within the company, uh, but I'm taking a sports job uh, with Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Awesome. Yeah, so I start uh, a little bit later here in July, and I'm really pumped because Harrisburg is about like an hour in like 15 minutes. Oh, perfect! Me. So like here so, to St. Louis, yeah. It's it's yeah it's it's really exciting. Uh, I, I'm just pumped just to get so much closer to home uh, for me. Like I can go have lunch with my dad and be back for work, like or something like that. And 
you know, it, it, it allows me the opportunity to get home. It allows me the opportunity to, to visit friends in Philly about an hour and a half. And it allows me to visit Maryland and Staten Island. It's, you know, about two and a half or something like that. And, and then, of course, when she goes to Baltimore, then we'll only be about like less than 90 minutes from each other. Nice. I just got to drive south. So it, it was a, it was a great opportunity all around. Um, it was kind of a no brainer. It, it opened up and I just, you know, had was talking to the right people uh, for a while about it, waiting, 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 and it kind of materialized in the past few weeks, and yeah, I accepted the job last week, uh, so this is kind of an official announcement, I'll of <laughs> course uh, blast it out on social when the time is right, yeah. uh, I'm actually planning on being out there this week, and then uh, I'm hoping to like maybe get some pictures of the station or something like that. To That's kind awesome, of, dude, congratulations, uh, man. Go with that, thank you, man, I, yeah, I'm really excited, uh, it kind of worked worked out pretty seamlessly like the hope for me was like I, I really wanted to stay in the northeast and just kind of keep moving up yeah uh, and and for me like i it was kind of a, a perfect scenario where i'm staying in the northeast i'm getting even closer to home it's a little bit of a bigger market i mean this being in harrisburg gives me the opportunity to not only still stay grounded and stay rooted in the local sports because they do a ton of it uh but i'm going to get opportunities to cover penn state football we will get out and cover the Eagles and the Sixers, but they'll also get down to Baltimore and do the Orioles or Ravens. Um, a little bit of Pittsburgh area sports as well because we're kind of in central PA. So I get uh, – it's that kind of incremental step up where I get the high school stuff. I stay grounded and rooted in that awesome you know, environment still, but I get the big-time Big Ten college football yeah. experience. And then I get to kind of dip my toes in, in the pro, pro sports as well. So – yeah, like I said, it was it was a no brainer. Get closer to home, uh, you know, a little bit of a step up. Uh, it's bittersweet because uh, I really enjoyed the past two years here in Albany, and I've really loved the friends I've made. I've loved uh, the coworkers I've had. Uh, I've become really tight with a lot of them, and I've I think I've done some really good work over the past two years. But can't say no to getting closer to home, man. And like you said, sometimes you just need that little push of like, okay, I don't. I'm not. I don't know if I'm ready to move on to that next level, but you you just got to do it and, and make yourself ready, like you said earlier. Yeah, absolutely. I, I feel extremely excited. I'm joining a good team of. Uh, it's kind of funny actually that the the other sports guy there, where well, there's two, uh, the sports director has been there for a few years. Uh, this girl named she's a girl from uh, Virginia actually originally, uh, but I'm I'm excited to join the two of them because they're kind of um, a little bit. Yeah, they're, they're like my age and they kind of have still like the, the kind of hustle mindset of yeah. like we're going to go out and get everything we possibly can um, I just thought it was kind of funny that the the other sports guy there is actually from Albany, New York <laughs> uh, so he's been bouncing around and it was kind of funny when I heard about that I was like should I just be like hey you want to switch yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know if you're trying to get close to home but uh, but yeah so a lot of, a lot of change happening at the moment uh, here in Albany but uh, you know, for me, it's I, I think it's good change. It's bittersweet, but again, I'll be four hours away. I can still come back and visit people uh, that I really, you know, have grown to love uh, over the past two years. So, like I said, I'm pumped, man. I'm excited. So, with that being said, I got to ask the favor when uh, when Hank Beatty from Illinois or, or Rashad Rochelle from Rutgers comes in and scores a couple of touchdowns against Penn State, you're going to send them to us so we can get that hook up or what? Oh man, I'll see what I can do. I might. I might all right, Just perfect. Don't tell perfect. Over at, uh, I don't know. How, I don't know how next our media group might feel about that, but I'll see what we can do. We'll see what happens. Yeah, you never know. No, it'd be cool though to to have that opportunity if those guys are playing there. You know, I mean, that's like you said, Big Ten football is a, is a huge step up. There's no question. So, um, 
yeah, we hope that we get some guys that you can cover at that level. That would be uh, that would be exciting too, and I'm sure I'd probably annoy my coworkers name dropping like I covered like Hank Bay scored like six <laughs> touchdowns in this Wonder Bowl, and they'd be like, I don't know who this is. Like, what are you talking You'd about? Like, cool, we don't care. Yeah, uh, you know, but no, that that that's another exciting element. It's it's kind of like a you know you never want to forget where you came from thing where where those roots of Springfield. I'll always think about some of those guys that just like got those big opportunities. Uh, and you, you can kind of like never forget about you know where you came from in, in, in that way. I hope those guys never do because I know I, I sure never will. Yeah, I've taken up plenty of your time, man. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about before we stop? <sighs> man, let me think. Any I mean, dirt you wanted like, to throw on me before we go or anything? I don't care. Uh, no, I, I I would love to say uh, you talked about some of my favorite like I guess moments or games or, or things like that. Um, I would love to know what was your favorite story that I did. That you did? Yeah. Um, if you remember any. From like from Channel 1450. Like, of course. Oh, yeah. I thought you meant like what you did when you got drunk one night or something. No, okay. No, oh. no. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, that's well, good. we can talk about that off air. But. That's a good question. No, I think um, you, you talked about Omaha and like to me, I thought you killed that in terms of you know what? What our expectations were, what Kirker's expectations were, um, when he's paying for it from Springfield Clinic. It's like, hey, go out there and get as much content as you can. And uh, you know, Reed isn't exactly he he didn't exactly love interviews at the time, so that was tough. And especially coming off a loss, uh, it's like I don't want to talk to anybody. But you know, um, no, I think you talked about it a little bit with Terry on Murdix, but when you were able to cover those those games, Southeast against Belleville, I think I was at a concert or something, and you you did that game. Um, like just the way you were able to handle that in in that game where you know what's at stake, um, you definitely always lived up to that potential. That you know that kind of reputation of that game was. I mean, everyone in the state knows they're the defending Belleville's is defending state champs. Southeast has the potential, and so it was like, man, I was pissed I didn't get to go to that game, but you absolutely crushed it, and were just able to. Um, bring that professional voice to it which I still don't think that I have that you definitely do where it's like when people hear your voice they know okay this is something like this is a newscast like this is a sports story that I, I'm going to pay attention to because you bring that voice that like nobody around here really has I don't know about all that man I you know I, I think we've all grown to some extent uh, you know as as uh, storytellers especially but as highlight callers for sure uh, I'm, I'm still growing my voice every day, man. I don't know. I, I bet you I'd hear some stuff from Springfield and cringe right now. Because, <laughs> uh, I don't even want to think about the stuff from college. Hopefully. Hey, that's all right. As long as the hair stays, but, you're good, right? I'm, I'm hoping so. Yeah, it's, it's still it's still it still on. looks great. Still yeah. yeah, Justin still checks in on me and it lets me know when I've got good hair days going. Oh, so. if you talk about hair, yeah, that's the one. You know? Yeah, I got to cherish it while I got it. Um, I'm I'm a little bummed you didn't mention. Uh, for me, I, I I think for Justin and I, probably it was one of our favorites. But with the uh, the three point shootout with Sophie Lois, where oh I, dude, yeah, the one time I didn't make a fool of myself, I just have to you know yeah bring that one up because that was just very funny how I was able to actually look like a competent basketball player for, and the way you put that piece time. together. Like I had no idea what you were going to do or how you were going to do that. Like that was a little bit scary. I was like, here, go do this. Whatever you come back, like. You know, I didn't know what exactly you were going to tell, the, how you were going to tell that story, and it worked out perfectly, especially now that she's 
she got some major time at SAUE this year and is obviously going to continue to grow at the D1 level, so that's awesome. Yeah, uh, she was a she was a ton of fun. She was a good sport, um, absolutely. I just thought that the whole like little rivalry we had going, which was entirely Justin, uh, <laughs> just, just absolutely like kind of egging it on. Uh, but it was just very funny going to LA Fitness the night before with Justin and just putting like almost like two hundred shots up just to make sure I didn't look like a fool. The next day. <laughs> I um, thought you were gonna yeah. bring up the I thought you were gonna bring up the live fourteen fifty when we when we kind of messed um, around and did because I know that's just probably one of Justin's favorite things that we ever did and just the way. So now, the way you were able to host that was perfect, dude. You'll get me, you know, we start bringing these up, man. You get me going. Like, a lot of these things, they were just, like, fun and creative. Like, I had a lot of friends that hit me up and were just like, this is actually really funny that you spoofed this. Like, yeah. this is a good idea. Um, and there were just a couple of things I feel like we just really uh, got pretty creative with. There's some I've even, like, watched back. I think, uh, when, you know, when Liana put together, like, one of the behind the scenes of our, like, first day of... Uh, pigskin previews oh, like I man. do love that stuff and you know what the funny thing is like you probably look back and like probably nobody watches those but no. like we get a kick out of those and that's kind of like what would keep us going on like a brutal stretch yep. of like yeah, definitely. you know covering 20 you know football practices in like 5 days so those uh, those things I, I you know like I said, maybe it's the narcissist in me that loved the stuff where I was like on camera and all that stuff. But that you know, that's when I think we got to shine and, and got to be personalities a little bit, which I think is so important when you're when you're creating this kind of media to let people know that you know you're not just like a robot, you know, providing you the video. It's you know, there's some there's some life behind it. Yeah, there was probably times where people thought we were robots, just like you said, because of all the videos we were putting out and the content. And- not only videos during the week, but then hype videos and then previews. And then, dude, yeah, we just, we killed it. So thank you, man. I appreciate it. Of course, man. I, I, I am embarrassed to say that there's definitely a few people that I've, like, showed some of, like, the pigskin preview, like, the hype, the preseason hype videos, too. Because I'm just like, I think this is one of the best edited videos <laughs> I've ever done. But that's, I should have admitted that. So ton of fun, dude. Thank you. Thanks for the time. I appreciate it. Best of luck, man, and, and uh, we're looking forward to seeing what you do because, I mean, I know it, but I know you're going to do big things, so keep keep up the good work. Awesome, man. Appreciate it so much. Thanks to Jay Philly, Jared Phillips for taking the time. It was a lot of fun to talk to him again and catch up. I can't say enough about the hard work he put in here for sports in Central Illinois and helped me get through the transition process of Kirker leaving and me figuring out how to steer the ship we call Channel 1450. That's it for this week. That's all I got. Episode 1 of Season 2 coming next Thursday before the award show. And it's another very special guest. Thanks for listening. Thanks to Northwestern Mutual. I'll see you next week.